Welcome to Nix's podcast, Aims for the Stars. I'm Aims. Today we meet with Bona Lisa. Um, would you like to introduce yourself today? Yeah, I'm uh, Donna Milliken of uh, Bona Lisa. Hi, Donna. Hi. It's really great to meet you today. Thank you for Good coming to Nix's. Face to face, too. So. I, I know, yeah, it could be quite hard when you're trying to pass over in emails and you don't get a full <laughs> extension of someone who they are, do you? So it's great to meet you. It's good to meet you too. Thank you for your time today. And you, thank you. Okay, let's start off with how was music introduced with you and how has it influenced you in your earlier years? Well, um, my uncle Bruce inspired me because he, um, I learned how to play from him. He always loved Led Zeppelin and he was always noodling with some of the riffs from Stairway to Heaven. And he would sit there and play. And when I was there visiting my grandmother, I would see him and he would um, show me how to play things. So I, that was, I fell in love with, uh, with the guitar. And um, I, I guess I was probably 11 years old then, but by my 13th or 14th birthday, he gave me his 12-string acoustic Ibanez guitar and the Led Zeppelin gold music book. So I was hooked after that. It's an absolutely great influence to have in the beginning. Was your family all a musical family, or was it just him? It was, um, my father could pick a little bit, but nobody played like my uncle did. He was really, really good. So it's great no, to have like, influence oh. that. Yeah, I looked up to him. I had an uncle, and he was in a rock band, and I just thought it was amazing, especially when they're just sitting there strumming along. It's... It's nice to still hear them in your in your mind when you're listening to music. Yeah, he still plays, so I still get to see him play every now and then when I visit. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, how did you learn to write music yourself and play music? I um, learned because I have five younger sisters and my mother always babysat. So the house was always full of children. And when we were a big family, but a modest family. We didn't have a lot of money and I guess back then there weren't many well there weren't any video games or anything like that to entertain yourself or, or your siblings and so we would put on fake shows we would um, dress up put makeup on use flashlights for stage lights and we put on performances for our younger audience and they were very entertained it was fun so I learned how to perform there oh. I my guitar I learned from my uncle that's great. So you got a little bit of performance practice in there, being youthful. Oh, absolutely. Was I was the same. I come back out of a stage type of family. Um, we were on the stage for a very long time. And every Christmas was the same. It's nice to come from people who are musical and just have a bit of fun and nothing too major. Just good fun, especially at Christmas times. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Very expensive also. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably couldn't hold a tune in a bucket back then, but, but they loved it. was fun. And the adults would were entertained too because they would laugh at our creativity. But anyway, it was something to do to pass time. Definitely. And so what is the story behind your band name? Bona Lisa. Okay, that's a good one. Um, my husband, Andrew, needed, he was uh, performing in another band, and his shirt got messed up, so he, he needed another shirt to wear, 
And there was a punk rock boutique store next to the venue that he was playing that night. So he went next door and just bought a shirt. And the shirt was, um, it was a Mona Lisa that was a skeleton. And so he bought that shirt and wore it that night when he played. But then later when we were trying to come up with a band name, he jokingly said, Bona Lisa. And it stuck. (laughs) It just stuck. So that's what we went with. That was brilliant. It was a very good slip up. <laughs> it was especially good, if it stuck. <laughs> it stuck. Everybody liked it. We laughed about it at first, but everybody liked it. Like the tongue in cheek, you know. Got this family suits you guys. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. So, how would you describe the music that comes from your band? Well, um, we are a five piece hard rock, heavy metal. Uh, band with we have high energy, powerful and aggressive guitars, our uh, drums and vocals. Um, I think we're, you know, I, I think we're really similar to. We've been described as um, Sunset Strip rock sometimes in some of the articles that have been written about us. Um, I, I just feel like our music is is timeless in a way, but also current. So I'm definitely that got that nice pizzazz of I don't know for me it's like that 80s feel that you need the just that girl and we don't always get that anymore so using that in a fresh manner just is perfect for me. Thank you. But I'm an 80s girl, so you're an 80s girl. Um, <laughs> so it's perfect for me. I'm, I'm not knocking any of the female vocalists that do the growling in, in their voice. I, I've never done it. I'm not saying I won't do it, but I've never done that. And um, I, the stuff we're writing now, maybe it's going to call. We we write for the song, really. Um, if the song calls for it, then we'll we'll do whatever the song needs to thrive. And and that's how we take on different um, aspects of our writing process too. When uh, the drummer comes in with a drum a drum riff and the guitarists come up with guitar riffs. If it's right for the song, we use it. If it's not, we toss it aside and find something that fits. But that we all have that agreement with each other that we're honest about how we feel about what we're writing. So it helps us in our process. That's it. And it's always perfect to have just something that you can work with that you could feel is comfortable for yourselves and each person in the band. Um, how do you all come across your creative process when it's time, like in the day, do you do it at night time or are you just collecting together and mixing up when you meet? That's pretty much what we do. We have an idea before we arrive. Our, our rehearsals are in the evenings, but our most productive time, for me, my productive time, it's usually mid-morning with coffee. I like I put coffee with every just about everything we do in the especially in the fall. It's too hot right now, but we like to to do things earlier in the day. But um, our rehearsals are in the evenings, and by the time we get together, we already have things kind of mapped out in our heads what we want to try to do, or we may even have a demo or a sample of it before we go in. Um, and then we embellish it, and maybe they'll play something, and my husband Andy will hear it, and he'll say, oh, this needs that, and he'll start playing um, a riff, and 
and drop C or something like that. And then the drummer will say, wait, I can hear the vocal line right now in my head. And so we all work together that way. And that's how we do it. That's great. And you get some people who struggle with the process and you get others, like you say, who can just hear something and it inspires them to go somewhere. So it's great, definitely, when you've got that band behind you or someone lifts something off the singer and you can all just come with those juices there. There's three three main writers in our group. Um, not to mm-hmm. say that the others don't come up with stuff occasionally, but primarily it's, it's the drummer and my husband and myself that actually do most of the writing so but we don't we don't discount we let them bring what they want to bring in and we listen to it and then go forward from that so where are you finding your inspirations for your music when you're getting creative where's that coming from um everyday life um news there's always stuff on the news that you can use uh we we use the bible we listen to our um our feelings um just different things like that we whatever we're trying to express or bring to light something like you know child abuse or something like that we'll we'll focus on that topic and that'll be how we write our lyrics and then we find um you know we find the music is what we do first usually but then we the mood whatever mood it makes us feel we decide on a topic and kind of go from that and write like forge the new song that we just did that is to bring awareness to not that it needs it because it's in the news all the time about abuse in places like the church where you're supposed to be safe and you're not so. that's it definitely needs bringing to light a lot more and i know someone personally who's gone through that and they definitely would like more known about that so your music has to hit when you have that message and um, you definitely do that and like you said in forged i don't want to say too much but yeah right. i can see where we're going when you say that exactly um, so obviously going through these songs that you're you're making and creating they could be quite heavy how would you deal with the mental health side of things with that um with the the music being heavy yeah with your messages and where you've had oh, to go oh, through abuse and you know obviously it's going to take a toll sometimes we have to to, we listen to what we've got and then we we think about it and marinate on it a little bit and then we look at any possible fallout over it like not saying that all churches are bad because they're not they're good churches out there and and we're not saying that it's this religion or that religion we're just saying that that there is a problem when a child is supposed to be safe and they're not. Um, and you know, it's ugly, it really is. And But we do, we look at the message and we deal with the mental health on our end first and, and determine if we should put it aside or if we should go forward with it. Also politics, politics is another subject that can get kind of hairy. Course. Our song No Justice Speaks of Politics. And that's on um I think that's our first C D. Is that on the first one? It is on the first C D, uh, No Justice. We have a video on YouTube for that, so it'll it'll explain it more. It's great that you can find that like way to do it and obviously going through types of things that are political can be hard pressing on the writer and obviously the band and the listener. People are worried to touch there. 
and it's good if you're on the right path for yourself what you're trying to get out um but obviously you haven't done that in your face it comes across very well through your music thank you um and then we just have like the, the song american dream it's about opportunity we're all supposed to have the equal right and the opportunity but not always there so i mean that's a the, each song that we've done in the past has always had a meaning to us and hopefully we get that across to our audience so going through talking about um what's gone on where you've had to work together as a band and you've had to take time out there to work as a band how do you balance that with your daily life and obligations well um i am a full-time commercial paralegal in a prominent law firm here in south carolina um, i'm a wife of 20 years to my musical partner um, my deceased so i'm the matriarch of my family i have uh, three grown children and i'm a grandmother of nine grandchildren uh, wow, yeah. and we practice yeah we are um i'm in a hard rock heavy metal band <laughs> that is writing and recording and performing and rehearsing at least two nights a week so um i make all of our merchandise and some of my stage wardrobe i, I make myself um I'm very busy. It's very, very hectic and busy, but I plan as much as possible ahead, if possible, and I try to um, adapt to whatever obstacles that I have to work around, because often I do have to work around things. Um, but I like to think that I'm a problem solver, too, so um, I just take it one day at a time. I just got lost nine grandchildren and just as you got there I thought there can't be much more than that takes up all your time so how you get everything else all put in that time in there in one day and obviously still get to do your music that's that's definitely some time you take out there I have to get to my music I have to I don't get to see my grandchildren all the time though you know they're not they don't live right here around me. Some of them are in Georgia, some are in Greenville, South Carolina, and some are in Lexington, South Carolina. I, I see them, I make appointments really to see them. That's what I do. I make appointments and make, make dates to come and visit or, or whatever. And, and that's how I balance it all. And I'm always talking to them. They're big enough. These grandchildren have phones now. And they send me <laughs> little kissy faces and stuff. So... Um, I'm constantly communicating with my family, and um, and I just I just have to muster up the energy. Once I get to practice, I'm good to go. I'm ready, but um, it, getting there sometimes is hard when you're tired already. Truthfully, definitely. But I do the you best. Got to I be can. careful. <laughs> that exhaustion sets in. <laughs> well, I think it's amazing. And um, my nan and granddad have 38, so I'm, I'm used to being around a lot of grandchildren to fight through. <laughs> and that's just to say goodbye and give a kiss when you've been to a party, so it could be quite hectic. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't ready to be one. I wasn't ready to be a grandmother. I didn't think I was, but I wouldn't have it any other way. They are so, so loving and sweet, and children are so forgiving and they just want you to love them back and do things with them. 
They do. And the simpler it is, the more fun they have. Okay, so we're going to take a little break now um, into your music. And we're going to listen to Forged, which is your new release. Um, and then when we get back, we'd love to hear a little bit about how you come across your new song. Thank you. 
so we've just listened to Forged from Bona Lisa. Um, let's hear a little more about this song. How did this single come about? Um, it, our drummer actually came up with the the words and and the music, and it was just so awesome. And he he said he just couldn't imagine anyone else doing this song but us. So um, it it was something that was personal for him and. He wanted to bring light to um, the abuse that's going on in not just churches, but other places where children should be safe and they're not safe. Places where you think, you know, you have a refuge there and, and you don't. And um, I think the frustrating part of it was that so many times when this has been brought to light, um, no one is held accountable for it. And so it upset him. It upset him, and he wanted to um, write about it, which is what we do. We take the pen, <laughs> we take the pen into uh, drums and guitars when, when things uh, move us to write about, it, and that's what we do. So I hope you all enjoy it, and don't don't. I mean, we're Christians. I'm a Christian. The drummer's a Christian. My husband's a Christian. Um, it's definitely not supposed to be anti-church at all. It's just to bring light to those that are not doing what they're supposed to do. That's it. A lot of people can see that, obviously, when it comes to that part of life, to myself, it's it's a time of moralistic view, and it, it could be given to you in so many different ways. So, obviously, directing that message into the right way is... Is exactly what you need, but obviously the persuasion of some people could be a little bit harsher than others. So getting that balance through your music there is is perfect. Forged is absolutely brilliant in expressing that. Thank you. So what brought your band together? How did you all get started there? How did you all meet? Um, believe it or not, um, my husband has been in several different bands together, cover bands, um, earlier configurations. Um, this this band that we have together now has been, uh, I think, one of the better bands that we've, we've put together. The brand is our brand. We, we created the brand and then um, the drummer was with us on the second CD and he and the bass player both left before the CD was actually put out. Um, but he's come back and, and he wants to be with us and, and we're writing together and everything's working. But um, we've been around a long time, been around since 2009. Um, how did we come about? It, we just fit. We're drawn to each other, all of us. My husband has a saying. He says, uh, the family that prays together, plays together, stays together. And, and that's been true for 21 years now for us anyway. And that's great when you've got your partner beside you as well as your band. It's something you could share together, um, obviously spend more time together with, but getting that expression out together also, it's it's great to see partners in bands. Um, we don't see it a lot, and when we do see it, it's always special. Well, um, in the beginning, we, we were modeling ourselves after, like, maybe Pat Benatar and, and her husband. I mean, their husband and wife team. There's several husband and wife teams out there. Um, but they were the ones that we really, really felt like we were close to. 
Um, now, our band members now, we have uh, Joel Face um, Hilly on bass. We got an attorney named Michael Calvitas who plays guitar and, and the, him and my husband Andrew both play guitar, but they alternate playing lead roles. They One will play lead in some parts and play rhythm on the others, and they, they alternate that. So, um, And then Boogie, he's on drums up on vocals, and Andrew on guitars and vocals. So it, it just melds together very well, I think. That's always great when everyone can gel together, but then you hear the music gel just as much as the people. It's it's always a great way for the music. I agree. Believe me, we it takes forever. It sometimes it takes a village. We used a lot of um, temporary musicians to get through some of the earlier shows after the second CD was out. Um, you know, and COVID hit us too in the beginning, so we weren't able to do anything with um, COVID either, so bad times. Now's better. We, we're very happy that all that is gone and uh, our creative juices are flowing and everybody's motivated and, and we're just having a really good time with it, which is important to us too, is to enjoy what we do. That's it. Whether you're someone who's um, just be coming into a band or if you've been in it for a little while or if you were in there for a long while in the industry it, that as soon as COVID hit in it just took out so many people's opportunities whether you've been together a short time or a long time and obviously for the people who've been together a long time that must have felt even longer when you're just used to being there and doing what you do normally it was a harsh time. It also hurt the venues too I mean it wasn't just the musicians and um, all, everyone's pretty put your own until all of this was over. Yeah, I, I met him at a concert, actually. Um, I would run into him every time I went to see a concert. He would be there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, we, we both love music and we love the same kind of music. And we had, you know, we could sit and talk for all night long about different music we would play music and sit at the table and just talk all night about music um he's my best friend i'm so glad that i found him he's my number three my third marriage so um i'm lucky i found anybody at all but it's always good to have your best friends as your partner and we were friends first so that that was really good that we were friends first. We shared um, common interest and um, we write well together and I wouldn't have it any other way. And that's always great that you could spend that time in so many different ways as well, not just in music. Yeah, exactly. So do you get to have time for hobbies or passions that you have? I know you have a really busy life there. <laughs> do you get time? I... I try to um, do the things that like what my hobbies would be. I, I like to make uh, stage clothes. So, so when I do that, that helps me on the band side too. Um, and I make my shirts, I paint hats and make jewelry and do different things for my band. But it also helps me to, um, to have that creative side I get to satisfy that as well by doing the creative part for my band. 
So I, I always try to find a way. And sometimes I, if, if I've got my grandchildren over, if they're here visiting me, they like to do things too like that. So I do things with them to express my creative urges with them. So they like doing that too. You must think it's really cool, though, that their grandparents are in rock band. They must think that's really cool. I know I would be. My um, my oldest grandson, when, when he would address us, he would call us, um, he'd call me rock star. Grandma rock star, that's what he called me. I didn't, I, I, I was like embarrassed that he did that, but he did it and it stuck with him until he was bigger. But he did, he called me grandma rock star. Grandma oh. rock star. Like, don't call me that. <laughs> but to him on the playground, is that, that's it. He was he was there. <laughs> he was happy. <laughs> well, he's flying planes now in Mississippi right now. So, oh wow, he's going, uh, joining the Air Force. So, I think of him all the time. It's a very big step to make. <laughs> A brilliant, brilliant service to be working for. He's a, he's a young teenager, but he's he's learning early how to fly planes. I'm excited for him. I don't know. Definitely. I guess I guess I'll be a rock and roll uh, forever. I'll I'll do this forever. I mean, it keeps you young. It really does. It keeps your mind sharp and keeps your body in shape. Because let me tell you, when you're up there on stage, you're giving everything you got. Um, and and it's it's a lot sometimes. I can imagine the energy always needed. Um, you do see some really elongated gigs, and you could just see those people giving everything, and it's nonstop. So definitely with the fitness, but like you said, keeping your mind sharp because that creative in the back all the time. You've always mm -hmm. got something coming up. It keeps you sharp. It's better than sitting in front of the TV. You know, which is what I would be doing. If I weren't doing this, I'd be watching telly, watching television all the time. Eating bonbons and watching television. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I if our bonbons are the same, but I'm the same. <laughs> I have to make myself go do something. <laughs> That's it. And you could get into a route where you feel guilty that you may not have done something that you wanted for yourself. And it's a hard journey to make sure sometimes not only have you got everybody up top where they need to be and all happy, but also find that time to just have you time and make sure that what you enjoy is being put out there for yourself as well, because you could become quite guilty that you didn't do that. That's true. Like, I really would like to have a hot tub, but I don't know if I'll ever have time for it. <laughs> but I would like to have one. <laughs> Maybe I could just go visit one occasionally. That'd be good. Y'all hear me out there? I need to come visit someone with a hot tub in the fall. Definitely. You need to get yourself a lodge there, all set up. Yes. Um, I'd love to come and see the UK, the UK sometime. We, we keep talking about coming over there. We would love to come over there and spend a week doing some shows and then seeing the sights, you know? There yeah. are some beautiful places here, um, lots of places you can go now. And, you know, a lot of people think it's always, you know, quite rural. And 
you get a lot of people who want to go and see London and they're just like, that's London, yay. And you actually go there, you would have more fun out in the open and in the grass that we have, the trees, everything's just perfect. I've heard just Scotland nice was day. beautiful. Edinburgh. Um, yes, I'd love to come and see it. That would be beautiful. Fun time. One day. Plenty of places to see. And it's the same for me. I've always wanted to come over um, to the US. I've been over to Florida, but I'd certainly like to not be in that tourist section and get around and see a few friends. That would be nice. Sure. That would, that would be great. I did love Florida, but where I went, it was the commercial side, you know, it was all the, the Mickey Mouse show. and oh, like Orlando. That. Yes, and Kissimmee. So, yeah, it was quite busy. <laughs> you just don't stop. Saint it's miles Augustine. and miles. St. Augustine is where you need to go because the architecture, it is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful place. Um, I'm sure there's lots of other places in Florida, too, but... Uh, yeah, exactly. Some some places where you can go and the locals tell you the best restaurants to try and um, the shows to see and different things like that that you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah. Everyone was really nice there. We enjoyed it. Um, but it was so hot. I'm not used to that heat being from the UK. We don't get anything that warm. <laughs> no. How hot is it right now? Um, oh, let me check for us. 18 degrees Celsius. So, what's that? It's 64 degrees Celsius. Oh, Fahrenheit. my God. I wouldn't know how to act. Do you know what it is right now here? And we're in summer. <laughs> I'm going to look. Cause I, it, it feels, in this room right here, it feels like, feels like 90, but I'm sure that it is... It's 83 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my goodness. 83. We had beautiful weather for two weeks, and then it just disappeared. And now we're back to what feels like autumn again. <laughs> oh, we're never happy, are we? <laughs> no, it's like Eskimo season back again for me, unfortunately. That's the UK for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to hit a question now with you that it can go... It's going to go a nice way, but then we're going to have to get the negative. So we'll go for the negative first. And it's what do you least like about your life as a musician? Because I know we talked a lot about what you do enjoy, but what can sometimes Um, stop that? What I least like about being a musician, uh, well, people, I guess our our fans and our friends and people just don't realize how much work we put into what we do and we we don't we don't get paid for what we do not not what it's worth we don't oh i hear the weather alarm going off if you hear that sound it's a siren going off in the background we have a weather radio and it's making noise um but back to your question um we have to do everything ourselves we have to come out and we set up our own stage gear, the sound gear, the lights, the light show. We have to do the merch, the wardrobe. We, we run the whole thing, everything now, because um, there's just, it just doesn't feel like it's 
rewarded or appreciated, but we're not going to stop. We're going to keep doing it because that's what we do <laughs> anyway. But but it's very frustrating sometimes when um, society doesn't realize how much work it is that we do this because we love it. And I know the um, another question would be uh, about what what I think about music and and all the streaming services and stuff out there. What has become um, now for it's 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 great for non signed music uh, musicians because of the opportunities the streaming opportunity you got more distribution control but there's no money there's no money in it at all there's no money you have to have thousands of plays on Spotify to make anything to make any money so in a way it's good but in a way it's not do you have to check things and make sure you're okay I'm okay, but I, it's rolling. I can hear the thunder. We must have a lightning storm coming. The um, radio just went off. Ooh, that was a good boomer. That is very good. Wow. You hear I thought it? the storm looked bad on ours. Yeah, I used to love the storms over Florida. <laughs> They're beautiful. As long as it doesn't turn to anything more naughty, we're okay. <laughs> no, I think we're fine. Uh, uh, power may go out, but. Uh, you won't, because you're, uh, I don't know, that's Wi-Fi. You might go out. Let's do what we can do. Well, that's what happens, isn't it? We're over the pond. We have to give that justification. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what most have you enjoyed about being a musician? Now, you've touched on a few things, but what's up there is one of your favourites. Oh, wow. I love when I'm on stage and the music is, everybody's on, they're on their game, their A game, everything's going well, the crowd is responsive, they are into it, and then we just go into the zone. We disappear into a zone, and there's nobody else in there, but these people that are singing our lyrics, they're singing the songs with us. I know they like the music because they're singing it. And they're dancing with me. And I'm all over the place. I, I can't just stand in one spot. I have to be everywhere. And um, I, I love the performance. The live shows are the best. They're the best. They're better than you rehearse them in the, in the studio. They're better. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. It's a, I'm addicted to it, I think. So where exactly does your mind go while you're seeing all that audience in front of you? What are you thinking there? Oh, man. Well, you know, I used to be very, very nervous. Mm -hmm. Not really, you know, in the beginning I was nervous and I worried about what people thought and where my hands were because I, I was a, I played guitar or played bass and when you're, when you're thrown into the front position without an instrument, you feel naked. You just feel like you're naked, and so your hands are awkward. They don't belong on your body. They, they just, what to do with them? Where, sh how should I stand? What do I look like? You know, you worry about all this stuff, and you really don't enjoy yourself because you're too busy worrying about all this stuff. And, and so as the years have gone by, I've gotten more relaxed with it, and, um, now, 
I don't think about those things anymore. I just, I feel the music, I move to it. Um, and I try to import my feelings into the people that I'm singing to. I'm trying to, to convey the messages to them um, as strongly as I can. And, you know, I'm not nervous anymore, but I used to be nervous. It used to be very frightening for me. But now, not, not so much. But that's a good place to be. I just I just disappear and I'm some this is my alter ego, I guess. Because I'm a conservative commercial paralegal by day. And then at night I, I my other I've got another personality and it just comes out. I don't know how to describe it. It just comes out. Live shows are more energetic. They are um just way, way stronger feelings. You, you just let it go. Does that make sense? It does. It sounds like a great release um, of what you're trying to look for for just your time. And, and that's important too. And I know we touched a bit on saying, you know, it keeps you going, but it, it's got to it's got to resonate with you as well. And like you say, you've got that person that you are in the day, but there's a whole different layer of who we are underneath all that, what we have to be in a day. So it's great that you can get that out. Like an onion, you just peel. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Um, a lot of times I, in, in rehearsal, I'm, I'm just going through the motions of it all, but it, my show, my live show is so much better than the rehearsal show. Usually, very, very much so. And... My husband has commented on that before. He's like, oh, my God, you just come alive on stage. Well, I have to. i got to become that person that these people, I want to put a show on. I want these people that paid money to come and see me to get a show, you know, and I try to give it to them. You have to remember as well, you know, if you're feeling the power from the instruments behind you, you're feeling the audience looking at you and they're, they're waiting to just take that energy from you. You, you feed from this, yes. yeah. you've got to give it. Um, if you didn't, then you'd forever question yourself, you know, should I have done a little bit more for me there? <laughs> should I have really gone for it? And then you don't have to if you just let go. And a lot of people do say it's hard to let go, but once you've passed that barrier where you think, well, this is me, it needs to be shown, it's it's releasing. It's, it's awesome. And it's addictive, too. I like that. It's awesome. We have a good time. We enjoy doing it. That's It's fun. I guess if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it, but it is. It's a lot of fun for us. It's what we do. That's it. And then you get to see everything you put in come out and especially if you want it to be fun, it's just exuberance from everybody. Yeah, exactly. We we really enjoy it. I I don't want it to stop. I know one day it probably will, but I don't want it to. I'm not ready for it to. What would be the highest success for you as a musician musician? How would you feel happy once you've hit your success in your mind? Um, if I could come over there and play like a, a major festival, that would be fantastic. Can I do that? I would love to do that. Um, I, I, I think that would be the, my goal is to be able to play some major festivals in my country and yours. That would be great. 
There's some but amazing festivals. I don't want to set famous. myself up for failure because if it doesn't happen, I'll be sad. But I really would like to do that. I think it would be fun. There's plenty of opportunity for it, um, especially I know you see it with Rockridge, you see it over here at Glastonbury, we have um, Download Festival, all those are gateways and openings for musicians, and, and unless you apply, unless you try, you will never know. So those those opportunities are out there, and if we get them, it's always great, but like you say, that's if that's your highest success and that's where you want to go, you'll never know if you didn't try. Exactly. You got to give it a go. That's We're it. not ready yet, but I'm, I know it's around the corner. We're, we want to get these songs written, the rest of them recorded, and um, we want to work on some music videos for them. Uh, we only have two shows left this year on our calendar because we are going to devote the rest of the year to um, getting these songs recorded. We're doing them. I'm recording this week another song so I mean we are working very very hard to um, up our game what have you got coming up in the coming months have you got new music for us to get or new shows we to look out for I do I have um, we're going to be doing a Halloween in July show on the 21st of July here in in Columbia South Carolina at the Art Bar um and then we're playing in August, I think it's on the 26th, at the Rooster in Gastonia, North Carolina. Um, and those are our only two shows left. And then after that, we are going to be recording a music video um, in support of some of these new songs that we are finishing up right now. And you have forged already, but we have a video coming for it. And also... Um, the new songs, I can't wait for you to hear them. Can't wait for you to hear them. I'll have to send them to you when I get them. When we get them released, I'll send them. So you'll have them too. But it won't be long. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. And it's it's great when you hear that you've got new music coming up in the months for us to listen to. We could get that shared out um, totally. But at this moment in time, the society and community we've got around us are definitely giving us that time and confidence um, to get it all around now. And we can all hear your singles a lot better, um, especially on social media now. Yeah, the social media um, has been fantastic as far as reaching people, uh, except for Facebook with the algorithms. You know, if you try to... Um, reach people the algorithms are messing with you all the time and it's very difficult they make it very difficult for um struggling artists to to get their music out there unless you're doing the streaming platforms such as spotify and apple and deezer and some of the others Bandcamp, and um, which we're all part of we're part of all of those but like I said earlier, um, there's just no money in it. There's no money in it. You're practically giving your music away, but we've done that and, and we'll continue to do that. Um, maybe one day it'll hit and somebody will go, oh, I remember them. Here, let's listen to their music 19,000 times so this, this week so they can get paid. <laughs> oh. You can cut that. You can cut that answer if you want to. No, you're okay. It's, it's um, a little silly, but 
you know, no, it's not because we we spoke to Corey this week from Carbonstone on um, Mel's Live, and they heavily talked themselves about you know how the money doesn't come through and what you know why are we not getting paid here for the people that are listening? If you were to go out and buy an album, say for ten dollars, you'd see the ten dollars, you know, and it, people just don't get that. They're getting recognition in in certain areas that they want to be in, but like you say, there's just no money for people to. There's. Subsidize a whole band. And then some of the festivals in the States, anyway, over here, is a good many of them were, I don't know that they still are, but they used to be pay to play. You had to pay to play. How is a new band, an up-and-coming band, going to get a, ch- a chance at that if, if it's a pay to play? Or how many votes do you have versus that one? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the world's coming to. It's getting, it seems to take a lot. <laughs> but no, it seems at this moment in time, it's it's great to get them plays and hits. But like you said, that recognition and then something to go with it would be very nice. It would be. Okay, so let's go and take a listen now to Without You. Okay. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll have a little chat about that one. Oh, yeah.
Casey, we just listened to Without You. Um, so, Donna, when did you know this was the song you were trying to create? What was When was that time when the band knew this was time to get released? Oh, my husband wrote this song, and um, it's one of our better songs, I think. Um, we just, without you, without your the audience, without the people that listen to us, without his love for me and my love for him. I mean, there's so many ways you could interpret the words without you, but um, I think he covered them all in that. And he wrote the, the whole song. I just performed it for him. But um, It's one of our favorite ones. It goes back to many, many years ago before when we were dating. Um, it has a lot of meaning for him. So... You could definitely hear the emotion and the fire there, in there. Of it, it's very raw. Definitely, definitely, very emotional. Well, one thing we didn't touch on today was, like, who are your influences? Where have your ideas come from? What bands have you enjoyed? And what type of like tour lineup would you take if you would get a musician as a musician yourself? Um, if you wanted to play and add some more musicians, oh. dead or alive, you could add who you like. Bisto Blanco, Hailstorm, Alice Cooper, Cobra and the Lotus, and Aline. This would be good. That would be a fantastic show. Fantastic. It would be very lively as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I I've would seen love that. Alice that Cooper. That's, that's some lively shows. Oh, yes, absolutely. You won't go wrong. You would not be bored. You'd get your money's worth. It would be awesome. Yep. I, I could definitely see you making your costumes for him as well. He'd totally enjoy that one. He's very <laughs> extravagant in that manner. Some of them are. <laughs> yes. They are great, Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question now, which is our Nix's question, and we ask all of our guests this question. And no answer is wrong. We always find this helps a lot of people. Um, it just gives that idea of sometimes when things just seem a bit too much, what could cut through that? And mm -hmm. um, it's what advice would you give your younger self as a musician? Study harder. Never give up, always do your best, divide and conquer, um, stay clean and focused. That's a good list of advice. That's what I would say. Stay Especially clean. with focus. Yeah, you have to focus. You have to stay clean and focus too. Um, I'm not, I don't have a problem, my, my ex has, uh, I'm sorry, my husband had, um, he's an addict, he's a recovered addict, so he has to stay clean and focused, and um, and it, it's always worked for him. I have spoke to a band before, and they have gone through time with recovery through one thing or another, and, you know, it does take a long time to get there, but if you've got that support around you, and you are, and I've seen if they're expressing it through their music, like you said before, that's a nice release. 
Yes, ma'am. Um, well, he's been clean 20 years. Wow. So I, I think... You know, it's a very big job. It is a job. It's a very... He's done well, very well. I'm very happy. And he couldn't have done it without Jesus Christ, but that's that's how he did it. That's it. And people have to, like you said, you said clear and focus. And, and that's right. He's focused on something that works for him. And, and if that's his religion, and that's a, for so many people right now, um, it's, it's certainly a guidance of hope. Absolutely. Okay, so we have heard a lot about today. Um, a lot today from all of your band um, and how you've all met. Um, but basically, we haven't got to the bit where can we find you? Where is all your music? Where are you on social media? Do you have some extensions there we can grab you on? I do, I do. I do, I do. Okay. Um, we have a website. Our website is www.bonalisa.rocks. So it says .rocks. Um, and that's our website. And on the homepage, all of the platforms for our music, streaming music, and places you can find our music is on the homepage linked at the bottom. We have a Facebook account. Um, that would be facebook.com backslash Bona dot lisa dot 18 uh instagram's the same thing um twitter's bona lisa six rock we we're on reverbnation.com backslash bona lisa six um oh and bandcamp it's bona lisa dot bandcamp i'm sorry wait no it's bonalisarocks.bandcamp.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that, that's quite impressed there. That's a lot <laughs> to try to, to keep going, all of that stuff. We're on Reverb Nation, Deezer, Spotify, um, Apple Music. All of those are linked on our page. And our... Um, our merch, we have a, a swag store on the Bonalisa.rocks site. That's absolutely so many places to find you. <laughs> that's a great amount. That That's definitely a lot of work there. I just don't know how you keep up. I don't. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm behind on some of it, keeping up with it. But I'm, I'm going to try to rectify that this week. Sometime this week. I do not envy you. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I thank you very much for coming today and coming to sit with Nix's podcast. Um, it's been absolutely great to learn about how you've got together. Um, it's always great meeting and understanding how a couple get through being in a band together and spending that time together and working in creativity. So it's always great to get that aspect and also have a different venture there on how you got there. So we thank you so much for coming in and talk to us. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And the same for us today as well. You can get us on Spotify. You can find Aims for the Stars there and Nix's podcast with Melanie Nix as well. Um, and we're on Facebook. And if you can't find us on Facebook, we're definitely sat there on Instagram waiting for you all to pop in and say hello. But make sure you follow Bona Lisa today. Um, it's an amazing band there for you to be covering and listening to. Get it on your Spotify list, on your morning list. 
Um, certainly a great set of songs to be listening to. And as we've been promised, we have some new music coming. So do keep your ears out. Okay, so this was Nix's podcast, Aims for the Stars. Thank you so much, Donna, for coming in today. And that Thank was you for having me. Thank you for having me. And um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye.